Welcome to the Location Technology Podcast from Corpa, bringing you everything you need to know about all things location. Find out more at corpa.com forward slash podcast. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Location Technology Podcast with Gorpa. Uh, we've got quite a special one for you today where we're going to be talking about retail alongside uh, one of our partners. Uh, I'm joined online today by Marta from Think Insight. So Marta, did you want to give an introduction to yourself? Yes, thank you, Jesse. So hello, everyone. My name is Marta Casarotto, and uh, I'm the responsible for marketing at ThinkIn for almost five years now. Uh, thanks uh, for having us here today for this podcast session. Uh, it's really a pleasure for us. Perfect. Yeah, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, we're, we're really trying to involve a lot more of our partners and customers uh, so they can come onto our podcast and talk uh, really about their own uh, their own business in, in these, uh, these kind of senses. So um, let's get started with the first question. So do you want to give an introduction into uh, Think Inside and uh, how Gulpa and Thinking are connected? Yes, sure. Uh, so let me start with a brief description of what we do. So we define ourselves as location intelligence for indoor spaces, which basically means that uh, we provide advanced services enabled from indoor location data. Which, which, uh, which kind of services do, do we provide? So we typically have two kinds of services. So the first one is about uh, location analytics. So analytics and KPIs on uh, people and asset behavior indoors. And the second one is about uh, uh, real-time location-based services. So all those geofencing events uh, enabled from the indoor positioning of assets and people, in, and people indoors, uh, which basically are typically for uh, monitoring and uh, controlling complex business processes. Uh, so we do this uh, for many different sectors. Uh, of course, uh, retail, which is probably the, the most important one and also the, topics, uh, the topic of today's podcast. We do it also for manufacturing and healthcare sector. Um, let me also give uh, a brief overview of the history of, of the company. Uh, well, the company was uh, actually founded in, uh, in 2013. Um, actually, this was because uh, uh, the company was, uh, was uh, uh, an internal project inside another company whose name is uh, U-Hopper. So we started uh, uh, doing indoor location intelligence from uh, uh, 2013 and then uh, we created the Thinking in uh, 2015 as a spin-off uh, of the company U-Hopper I, uh, I was mentioning before. Uh, the company is, uh, is Italian, uh, but we have uh, a, a large uh, customer and partner basis worldwide. Uh, we work uh, in, uh, in Europe, uh, but we also have customers in uh, North America. So how, do, how, do we, how did we meet Coupa? Uh, well, uh, Thinking and Coupa partnership uh, dates back to almost uh, 10 years ago uh, when Thinking was, was the internal project I was mentioning before inside the U-Hopper. Uh, at that time, uh, we were searching for uh, a reliable uh, RTLS solution, both in terms of accuracy and, uh, and latency, 
uh, to use as a starting point upon which to build uh, our location intelligence, so our location-based services. At that time, uh, Diego, uh, who is one of UHopper uh, co-founders and also Thinking co-founders, happened to be in Helsinki uh, attending one of the first edition of, uh, of Slash event. And uh, it ended up drinking a couple of beers with another Italian guy that was actually Fabio Belloni from Cupa. And, uh, you know, Italians, they get along very well. They talk a lot. And uh, after a few weeks, uh, we had our first demo kit in the office. And, uh, and well, then the rest uh, is actually history uh, with the number of, uh, of customers uh, in different industrial sectors and, uh, and countries. Coupa uh, has proved to be uh, the best in time, the best in class in terms of accuracy and latency uh, for many use cases our customer asked for, uh, and especially in retail. Because in retail, you know, it is, uh, it is really key to understand where the shopper is exactly positioned. So it really makes a difference uh, if uh, the shopper is uh, walking uh, in, uh, uh, through an aisle or another. Uh, it makes a difference if a customer is standing in front of a specific category so, uh, uh, compared to, to another one. So being able to reliably, reliably distinguish uh, between aisles and, and product category uh, means that uh, you really need uh, uh, a reliable submitter accuracy over the entire sales floors. And, uh, and that's why it, we, we, we chose and we keep choosing Coupa for, for these kind of projects. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. And uh, I think Think Inside is one of Coupa's oldest partners, actually. So we've been working with you guys for, for a very long time. And uh, going back to what you said about the Italians, I've, I've done quite a few podcasts with Fabio now. Uh, so I know exactly what you mean in terms of the uh, speaking at length after a few beers. So that's right <laughs> but um you, you touched on uh, a little bit just now about the use cases in retail so if we go a little bit more into detail in that um so what what are the use cases and why is rtls really uh, interesting for the retail space well let me start uh, with uh, with the second question so why is uh, rtls is very interesting for retail so let me start with the motivation around the adoption of an rtls technology in retail and especially in supermarkets um, so there are quite many, and I would say mainly free, uh, without going too long. Uh, so um, yeah, we all know that uh, there is a life before COVID and after COVID. Uh, COVID, of course, uh, has uh, changed a lot uh, uh, retail, and uh, uh, retail was is facing and was facing uh, a lot of challenges related to COVID. But earlier than that, uh, um, retail, uh, so before COVID, retail was, was actually uh, under pressure uh, for, for a number of factors. Uh, the first one is, uh, if, you remember, uh, if you remember well, uh, there was actually Amazon uh, entering uh, uh, physical retail and especially physical grocery retail with uh, Amazon Go technology and Amazon Go stores. 
So um, all these superstores with a lot of uh, cameras, algorithms, technologies, being able to automatically detect uh, customer behavior and uh, with no checkouts. So you just had to, to walk out the store uh, and pay with, with your, with your uh, mobile phone. That, that was actually uh, pretty cool. And I think uh, it scared a little bit uh, uh, physical grocery retailers. Uh, at the same time, what uh, was happening uh, is that uh, uh, e-commerce was uh, really uh, having uh, a good time. So e-commerce was growing uh, larger and larger, of course, especially for fashion retailers. But also something was starting also in grocery, which was kind of... Uh, um, weird to think because, of course, the in-store experience is uh, is very uh, is very about the experience, right? You you can sense, you can smell the product, you can touch them. Uh, so it was very weird to think that also grocery retailers could go uh, online, but that was that was happening. Uh, and that COVID came. Uh, COVID came, uh, and of course, many stores were were closed uh, according to to regulations. Of course, did actually did not apply to to grocery retailers because this was an essential activity. And uh, what we we could see uh, in grocery retail was basically uh, a race against time uh, to set up uh, e-commerces to launch. Uh, new business models such as the click and collect model. Uh, so many things uh, were happening, many things were changing the way we think about and uh, retailers do, we think about retailers and the way retailers do retail. Um, but let me jump back to, to the e-commerce competition because I think this is the, the most important factor that actually has, uh, has changed the retail and has also made clear that uh, we need uh, uh, technologies and we need also RTLS uh, technology in store. Um, so uh, online is of course uh, uh, very successful uh, for, for a number of reasons. And uh, the first one is uh, uh, that online stores uh, can measure customer behavior. Uh, so if you think about uh, like uh, a web analytics tool uh, uh, applied to an e-commerce, uh, you, you, you can actually count the, the number of sessions, uh, the percentage of uh, new users visiting the, the website. Uh, uh, you can measure the time spent visiting each specific page. So that's really uh, a value for, for online retailers. The second uh, important factor uh, is that they can uh, easily adapt. So they can change the positioning and design of different aspects of the website from, from products uh, to, um, to buy now buttons, uh, to images, to text. And so they can experiment different, uh, uh, different layouts of the website and see what actually uh, is the most, uh, uh, is the most uh, effective uh, uh, for increasing sales. And the uh, last thing, but not actually the least, uh, is that they can interact with, uh, with customers, uh, with, uh, with personalized suggestions. Uh, so when, when, for example, I buy something online, the, the, the e-commerce also uh, shows me new items that I could buy because others uh, bought these, uh, these other, other shoppers bought these items, yeah. or you get a discount before you leave the page. And, and th that's, very, that's very interesting. And of course, that that's what makes uh, uh, e-commerce very successful. 
Um, so the question is, how uh, is it possible to make a physical store as measurable as, uh, as an e-commerce store in order to, to stay competitive with online retailers? And uh, I think this is uh, where RTLS uh, um, comes into play because RTLS is very important to make uh, the, the, the store measurable as, as an e-commerce website. In fact, uh, um, thanks to Coupa RTLS uh, system, uh, starting from the tracking of shopping carts and baskets, uh, we are able to map the full customer journey inside, uh, inside the supermarket uh, with great accuracy uh, from the moment the customer enters the store to the checkout counter. So on top of this location data, we build all our uh, intelligence about in-store customer behavior. So we, we are able to, to analyze flows, patterns, dwell times, queuing time. And when available, we also uh, link um, or match the sales uh, information with, with the customer journey to have full visibility on the funnel. So we know that, for example, a customer was actually standing in front of a specific product category, but at the end, maybe did not buy any of, of, of those items. Uh, of course, uh, we do not know the reasons, but this uh, could be really valuable information for, for the retailer uh, to start thinking uh, uh, on, uh, on, on, the, on, on how to, how to prove uh, the, the funnel. Maybe that display wasn't like uh, attractive enough to to get the customers to purchase or something. Yeah, correct, correct. Uh, of course, yes. And um, all this, uh, all this, uh, all this intelligence can uh, trans can be translated basically into three uh, use cases. Uh, so the first one is in-store analytics. So all the knowledge about customer behavior, which can be used uh, for, for a number of things like category management, uh, uh, for category management strategies, so better think uh, uh, on the positioning of, of different products, uh, layout optimization. Uh, I know it is probably hard to, to change the layout so much in a physical store, but this information could also be useful uh, for new stores to open in the future for, for the retail chain. Um, as a, of course, also the design of the, of the display uh, can, can be a factor to, to, start, to start thinking and, uh, and change it if something is wrong with, uh, with in-store customer behavior and sales. Uh, the second use case is uh, about queue management. Uh, queues are a type of, of customer behavior, of course. Uh, what we do for queue management is basically to provide real-time visibility uh, on customers queuing uh, at, at the various checkouts, uh, checkout lanes. Mm -hmm. uh, so we are able to provide alerts uh, based on, on, on a specific threshold. So if there are more than uh, X people uh, uh, in line, uh, open a new checkout and also provide uh, like queue, uh, queue analysis uh, over time in order to uh, improve uh, uh, the customer experience and improve uh, all the operations around, around queues. And uh, the, the third one is uh, uh, mobile marketing services. So if you know where the customer is located with accuracy, of course, otherwise it becomes basically spam, uh, you can also interact with him or her uh, based, uh, uh, based on, 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 on uh, 
his, his exact positioning uh, inside the supermarkets. You can send a discount, you can send uh, a new product suggestion and something like that. And uh, yeah, you know, RTLS can also be fun. And there's actually uh, a fourth use case I would like to, to tell you. So we call in the office, track my mom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we implement uh, Coupa technology and thinking technology in one store uh, in my hometown. So uh, my mom, when, when she goes shopping, uh, she, she sends me a message. Okay, I'm in store and uh, I can follow her around. <laughs> and, uh, and it's very fun. Probably it's more fun for her now than for me because it usually happens while I'm working but yeah, <laughs> it's, I can uh, it's yeah. super cool yeah <laughs> okay great so so we've spoken about some of the use cases and things that are available for using RTLS in retail but what are the what are some of the challenges that we face in those kind of retail environments in terms of uh, what can RTLS do and what can it not do well, uh, of course, uh, RTLS is the is the key building block, is the starting point, uh, because you, uh, thanks to RTLS, can locate carts and baskets inside the store. So to continue with uh, the online comparison, uh, it's basically like uh, Coupa is like a cookie on the browser that allows you to know uh, what the shopper is doing, where the shopper is. Uh, so this allows to create uh, the digital twin, which is a word that is very used uh, for manufacturing, but uh, it can actually uh, perfectly, perfectly apply also to, to, the, to a retail store. So thanks to Coupa, you can digitalize uh, every asset inside the store. So the cars, the, the baskets, also, I don't know, the cleaning uh, machines, for example. And uh, on top of this location data, uh, we then build all the intelligence I was mentioning before. And um, another, another uh, thing that RTLS can do is that basically it is one technology for many use cases. Uh, so once you have the RTLS infrastructure in place, you can do many different things. So it can be uh, in-store in analytics, in-store customer behavior, it can be queue management, but also it can be used, I don't know, for tracking cleaning operation, for fleet management, so being able to uh, control in real time uh, um, how many cards are, locating, are located in different deposits of the store. So it's about also optimizing picking operation. There are really uh, very, very, uh, a number, a huge number of things that can be done with, uh, with RTLS. The only challenge uh, I would say is that uh, RTLS is not enough. Of course, it is the enabling technology and uh, you can't do all of these things, uh, uh, any of these things without, uh, uh, without RTLS. Um, but of course, uh, uh, it needs uh, a software solution and application like uh, Thinkin uh, to deliver all the intelligence uh, around what is happening on the shop floor. Okay. so. Um... I'll, I'll throw you a bit of a curveball here in terms of talking about challenges, because what, what would you say to uh, some uh, users or, or people who would go into retail stores and they would uh, immediately think, oh, I don't want to be tracked. I don't want them to know my personal information or they'll have some kind of like privacy concerns. How, how would you go around kind of tackling that issue? Well, as long as you are tracking just carts and baskets, uh, we really can't know who is behind, uh, except from, from, except from my mom, of course, but this is a different thing. 
and yeah. uh, so there is actually no no privacy problem um, because it just for us it's just a cart and and a basket uh, going around uh, the supermarket. Uh, so no worries about that. There is no personal information, uh, and uh, so yeah. So we'll come on to the uh, kind of predictions in the future in, in just a moment, but I think a, a lot of it in terms of understanding about the use of RTLS at the moment is more on the side of the um, the kind of facility manager or the retail store owner as opposed to being on, on the consumer side. But I guess this is something that will maybe, maybe change a little bit in the future. As, like you said, we see RTLS develop more and people will develop more applications and things that really the, the customers can interface. But... Uh, one thing that I would mention actually is also the, the ability to track the uh, barcode scanners. So you have the kind of self-service, like you mentioned in this, um, uh, this Amazon example, you'd be able to maybe actually track those barcode scanners where you would go and have that kind of uh, experience throughout the store. So it's, it's quite quite open in, in that respect. Um, so how do you see the uh, that the use of RTLS has uh, developed in retail over the last few years? Like, uh, obviously, it's quite a new concept, and you touched on this kind of digital twin, and uh, the whole concept of digital transformation is not just for industrial environments, but for retail also. So, um, where 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 do you see that RTLS has developed over the last couple of years? Well, uh, in general, I would say that uh, there has been uh, uh, an increasing interesting over. Yeah, in technology uh, in general uh, for, for a number of factors as mentioned before so the increasing pressure to stay competitive with the online competition COVID issues and uh, also indoor location uh, um, has taken its share in, in this positive trend of, of technology there is more and more interesting around these kinds uh, of, of technologies um, as a valid uh, data driven support uh, to optimize strategic and operational decisions. And I think that COVID as well has kind of uh, accelerated uh, um, the adoption of indoor location technologies for, for safety uh, purposes, of course. Uh, we implemented, uh, for example, a contact tracing, uh, a contact tracing solution uh, in manufacturing, but also in retail that, that was, uh, there, were, there were requests about uh, uh, COVID related, so about uh, controlling the occupancy, the density of the different uh, uh, areas uh, in the store to be compliant with, uh, you know, safety regulation, with safety distances. So COVID has accelerated, I think, the interest around technology, around indoor location technology. And uh, also from a geographical point of view, we saw uh, a change uh, in, in this kind of interest. Um, at least for our own experience, uh, before COVID, we used to commercialize uh, our solutions uh, mainly, and I, I would say yeah, around 75-80% uh, abroad, so especially, as I was saying, North America, but also a little bit in, uh, in Europe. And um, with COVID, the focus has shifted to, to nearer countries, uh, which was good also in terms of logistics, because uh, traveling was uh, was a problem and I hope it will yeah. not be a problem anymore and uh, and Italy is now the our main our main uh, country so that was that was good for us uh, of course and um, this is yeah on the on the market side uh, 
uh, on the technology uh, provider side, uh, um, we, we saw that indoor location technologies have really matured over time. Um, they are uh, reliable not only in terms of accuracy and latency, uh, but also in terms of uh, uh, monitoring. So there is a, a real good, uh, really good monitoring of the infrastructure in order to detect uh, downs and uh, various issues in real time. They are scalable, uh, so um, they are able to um, to track thousands of of, of tags of uh, tracking devices across different locations without uh, any any problem. Uh, there is also an aspect around maintenance, so it is a solid infrastructure that requires uh, low low maintenance. Tags are 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 pretty strong. They they can uh, um, they can resist to collisions or to uh, low and high temperatures. And uh, uh, there is also the ability to uh, integrate with existing third-party system in order to. Uh, give to the customer a mature and uh, enterprise-ready solution. So, yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, definitely. And, and from a Corpa perspective as, as well, definitely over the last couple of years, the, the rise of COVID, contact tracing, social distancing, it's become a lot more prevalent in the industry, definitely. And uh, I, I dare to say it's all, almost been a good thing for our business because we do location technology, but obviously I don't want to say it in that kind yeah, of way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's delicate to say, but of course, yeah, as I was saying, yeah. it has accelerated uh, indoor location technologies adoption, so it is good for us. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, moving on to my last point, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier, what, what would, uh, from, from ThinkInside's perspective, what, uh, what are some of the predictions for the future in terms of RTLS within specifically the retail uh, industry that, that you would foresee over the next uh, coming couple of, couple of years? Yeah, so as you were saying, I think that the, the, main, uh, uh, the main prediction around, uh, um, around RTLS is that it will be also more, um, more uh, customer, uh, more targeting the customer. Okay, so for now, as you, as you were mentioning, as of today, uh, RTLS is more uh, for uh, yeah, optimizing uh, in-store operations, in-store strategies just for the retailers. But there is also an opportunity uh, to uh, deliver um, services, uh, location-based services uh, to, to the customer. So it's like a B2B2C uh, service. And uh, what we feel like uh, to predict uh, is uh, uh, about a rising use of mobile, uh, because digital natives uh, uh, always use uh, their, their mobiles, uh, and uh, this will probably revolutionize the in-store experience. Um, so retail will uh, uh, also be more more digital and uh, mobile based, uh, and we can uh, in the, in this way, thanks to this, we can uh, um, we can provide a set of services targeting the in-store shopper. Uh, so we can send personalized location-based promo, product suggestion, and uh, we could also engage uh, with them during their shopping journeys with uh, with gamification to make the the in-store experience much more fun. So it's a services that we we have we we promote, but there is still no um, so much uh, adoption. They are still uh, probably a little bit skeptical, but I think this is uh, can be of uh, really of, of value for for the for the shoppers. 
Sure. And I think uh, uh, one of the examples that we like to, to uh, talk about at Corpa, at least, is, uh, is the use of GPS. So, for example, uh, before mobile devices had GPS, uh, we didn't have applications like Uber and Walt or Foodora, all these like uh, kind of location-based um, applications because we didn't know that that was kind of possible. And it's only now that uh, everybody has GPS in their phones, everybody has some kind of way of um, tracking where, where their direct location is. And it only through the enablement of uh, having that as a location-based uh, technology has it opened the world of new applications. So I kind of feel that we are still in this, in this position where... Uh, we don't know all the use cases and all the applications that are going to come out in the future, but we, uh, we're we striving to build in the location technology into a variety of uh, industries or facilities, whether it's retail or uh, anything else, in order to enable that for the future. So, yeah, we definitely also see, um, see an increase in location-based services in retail coming up in the future. Yeah, indeed, sure. indeed. GPS has revolutionized completely the way we experience outdoor spaces and uh, RTLS can do the same with indoor spaces. So, Perfect. That's a great way to round it up. <laughs> so thank you, Marta, so much for, for being on this podcast today. And um, I hope to see you again at uh, either our partner event or at another podcast. Sure. Thank you very much. And thank you all of us for listening. Thank you.